It's a Northwest Lifestyle Weekend on Como News. Welcome to the Fast Lane. Nick Miles is our auto expert, so drop it into gear. It's a green flag. Here's Nick. Well, welcome to this week's show. I was thinking as I was driving my uh, my little test driving car, by the way, which this week is a BMW X2. As I was driving into the studios, I was thinking about this. We often say at the beginning of the show, the top of the show, when we get to tell you all the cool things that are coming up in the next hour, that we have a packed show for you. But I was wondering what those words packed show actually mean. Does that mean we actually had to uh, put more in a larger space or a smaller space than we actually could fit? Therefore, we had to pack it in? Because if that's what it means, oh boy, that's exactly right. We do have a packed show. Uh, We ran out of uh, things or we ran out of space for everybody. So we've had to move some of the people that we wanted to have on the show into a following week. So what is on this week's show? We are going to be joined by Alan Taylor. Here's the cool thing about Alan Taylor. Uh, You will probably recognize the name because you see him on uh, Kelly. Uh, Kelly Ripper Show is now uh, on ABC. It's been on ABC. Uh, Kelly, he's been on there for around 20 years. And every year when they have Automotive Week, in New York. Uh, he gets to show us the cool cars that are coming up and at the New York show. Uh, Alan is going to be here to talk a little bit about what's cool and what's going on in his car world, but we're also going to get to talk to Jeff Zershmi. Here's the cool thing about Jeff. Uh, Jeff is an automotive writer. He lives in the Northwest. He is a car collector, so he has some old cars, like an old Fiat 124 Spider that's just in his garage. I actually went to Test drive a couple of those with him. He has a Model T and GMC truck, a Corvette guy. He actually collects Corvettes, um, or he, he's a specialist in Corvettes, I should say. Uh, so Jeff could talk about the old car world, but old car world meets the new car world. And that's the really cool thing, because Jeff also writes for Digital Trends. Here's the cool thing about Digital Trends. It's one of the uh, top websites where you can learn all about the latest technology, cell phones, to the latest speakers to go into your house. But they also do cover some automotive on a tech basis. The, the exciting thing about that is that Jeff knows an awful lot about the latest tech information that's coming up in the world of autonomous cars. He can speak quite freely on that. So I'm kind of excited to talk to Jeff about that. We're also going to talk to Michael Bunce in the second hour. Michael is a vice president over at Nissan. Uh, He's an Irish fellow, so he's pretty nice. Uh, Michael's going to be here to help me make an announcement. We have a huge announcement uh, coming this way with this radio station and Nissan. We're actually going to rescue a lot of animals uh, thanks to a project that, uh, well, I actually dreamed up along with a little help from my friends um, to make sure that when a disaster hits that we're ready to go. And we're going to tell you about that project and also the future of Nissan because Michael's the guy that decides what vehicles come to market in the United States. He made a decision to bring the Leaf. He makes decisions to bring different vehicles, including the brand new Nissan Kicks, which we heard about last week. So he's a guy that decides what your car palette will look like at the Nissan dealer. And so that's a good bit of insight. We get to talk to him today. And we're also going to get to talk to Perry Stern. And I'm very fond of Perry for the simple reason that Perry actually is from the Northwest. He works for MSN, or he works on MSN Autos, where he provides a lot of the content for MSN Autos. Perry's been doing that for, well, many more fingers than I have, or many more years than I have fingers. Uh, Perry's a cool guy, and we'll talk to him about my trip to Germany. He came along with me, and we got to drive the Aston Martin AMR, the DB11 AMR, which is 
the AMR stands for Aston Martin Racing. It's the, I would say, the most performance uh, Aston Martin that they have ever made in the DB series until the S comes out later. We'll hear about that from Perry. We drove around Germany together. We actually went to the Nürburgring, but didn't get a drive on it, which was uh, pretty sad. And also, uh, we're going to get to find out some of the latest ways that you can follow our auto export expert. We're also going to get to find out some of the ways you can follow our auto expert uh, 24-7. We have ways you can do that by going to the interwebs and uh, following the hashtag our auto expert. And of course, we'll tell you all about the shows that are available to listen to online. Pack show? You betcha. It's coming right up here as we continue our auto expert on coming. More Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles is coming up on Como News. Start your engines and they're off. Back to Our Auto Expert, Nick Miles. This is Como News. Welcome back to the show. Um, we are talking to some of the top automotive people around the world. Jeff Zerschmied joining us. Uh, Jeff, how, do one, how does one best explain what you do? Uh, well, I cover new cars, classic cars, and uh, I spend a lot of time on the technology that is uh, coming soon to a car near you. And you lend me your trailer on occasions to move my uh, lawnmower. Frequent occasions. <laughs> yes. I think that's a, I borrowed it twice this month already to uh, do that. However, that brings me on to the next story, which is when I was at your house picking the trailer up, I see you have a bright new blue truck in your yard. I have, well, I wouldn't call it new. Uh, no, old truck then, but new yeah. to you. New to me, I bought a 1956 GMC three-quarter ton pickup truck um, because it's something that, that I've wanted for ages and ages, is to have one of those cool old classic trucks. They have so much style, and uh, they're, they're fun to drive. You, um, I, I know often you do quite a lot of tinkering on your cars and you, uh, you, you bring in cars that may not be in the best of shape and you, you get them ship shape in Bristol fashion. Uh, this one looks to be pretty show ready. This one is, is really good. It's, it's, uh, it's got a few things for me to do, uh, as they all do, and, and I do like that. I like to uh, bring them in. It's sort of like, uh, it's sort of like uh, rescue animals. You, know, you bring them in, <laughs> you, you, you fix them up, get them good, and then you release them out into the wild again. You know? uh, I think uh, the last, one of the last times I was with you, you were uh, also, we, we stopped off somewhere so you could test drive an Alfa Romeo Spider. Uh, we did, we did, um, and uh, and I and I did test drive it. And uh, you didn't it was, buy it, though, did you? No, I didn't buy it. It was actually a Fiat Spider. It was a oh, Fiat was 124. It. I ended up buying a different Fiat 124 Spider, um, which again required a lot of work. But I've now got it running super reliably, and I'm not going to let that one go because I really enjoy it. What? Uh, and I hear that they corner horribly. Where at speed, at speed, that they they almost get it to a right angle. No, no, not at all. This all right. uh, car is well, it's okay. delightful. What I'm getting to is you've never actually offered me a ride in it. Well, that's, <laughs> that's a crime, and we will fix that. <laughs> what is the attraction of old cars? Because uh, there seems to be this massive uh, movement. I mean, they, they say that uh, gold is flat, art is flat, classic cars are on the way up. So it's, it's a good investment as long as you drive them. Uh, people are really into them. Where, where is the attraction in the classic car? Well, I can I can only speak for myself. I think I think some people buy them because they are a good investment. 
um, but they are also a notoriously fickle investment. Um, you should never buy an old car because you think you're going to make money on it. You should buy it because you love it for some reason. Whether it reminds you of your youth or whether it evokes uh, some sort of historic time period for you that you want to kind of experience, it's, it's kind of an, it's an experiential thing to have an old car and to drive it because it's they don't drive like modern cars right my gmc you know has this uh you know three foot long throw to the shifter and the clutch feels like you're you know sort of stepping on a ripe melon (laughs) at times and and uh you know it's it's a different experience um and for me the fun is in learning how to drive these cars well and and in in tinkering with them because you can tinker with them you can you can start in the morning and in the space of a couple of hours make a repair or an improvement or an adjustment to the vehicle and and really notice the the change um you know looking at these classic cars americans are probably one of the only people that keep their cars around for a long time uh you know, in, in England, they're called sheds. Mm-hmm. Um, in Japan, you can't even have a car because you get taxed so highly on it once it's about six or seven years old. Yeah. Uh, yet we are this soppy, emotional country that loves our cars. That's true. Um, and maybe that's because, you know, we can, right? We, we, we don't live in the space limitations of Tokyo. If you go to New York City, you won't find too many people with big collections of classic cars. Um, they can't afford it. There's no place to keep them and, and all that. But America's a big place. You know, for a lot of us, you know, we've got the space to throw a second garage in the backyard and tinker with cars. Garage, I mean, those barn finds are what a lot of people look for. I want to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to talk to you about jumping from the old to the new and what we're looking for in the future and some of the cool new technologies Keep listening. Nick Miles, our auto expert, is moments away on Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Jump right in and put the pedal to the floor. Our auto expert with Nick Miles continues. Jeff Zerschmied is with us. Uh, he is an automotive writer that writes about classic cars, new cars. Uh, you actually have a specialty in Corvettes, don't you? I do. I, uh, I'm, I'm really fond of Corvettes. They, are, uh, they have been America's sports car since the 50s. And the development of the Corvette uh, from what it started out as to what it is now has been astonishing. That's a perfect segue into talking about future technologies. Uh, we... All we hear about constantly is the self-driving car, but there's so much more than that, isn't there, on the horizon? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, you know, the the things that are coming are very exciting, and they're coming soon, and for the most part, they're going to make our driving experience safer and not intrude very much on what we're doing. For example, I was just at an event with uh, Bosch, uh, the uh, electronics manufacturer, and they were showing us their state of the art and what they're developing that's going to be in your cars very soon. And I want to introduce everybody to a, uh, a sort of a phrase called V2X. So V numeral 2X. And that means vehicle to whatever. And it's a communication system that is going to allow your car to talk to the road and talk to the stoplights and talk to other cars around you. And there's actually um, 
the uh, the FCC has has uh, reserved bandwidth for these communications to take place, and they're all short range, and they are things like the stoplight saying, "Hey, I'm about to turn red, so you might want to slow down," and then your car will notify you to slow down because you're about to come to a red light, or don't slow down, you're about to the light's about to change to green. Um, they're also going to um, enhance safety with things like uh, a simple camera pointed at the crosswalk. Um, if there's a person about to step into the crosswalk, the, uh, the stoplight is going to broadcast to cars that are run- driving on that road, there's a person in the crosswalk. Be careful. And if you happen to be changing the radio station or doing whatever and you don't see the person uh, stepping into the crosswalk, your car will then notify you and also brake automatically in case you don't brake. Uh, and, and this also works in, in two ways, in a sense, too, because I know Audi has this, their new traffic light information system mm-hmm. in which that it feeds back into the traffic light system and said, hey, there is a lot of cars at this light. Perhaps mm-hmm. you should think about turning it green for an extra 15 seconds. Yeah, you can do that. One of the challenges with that, and I've been following BMW has a similar system to Audi. Uh, one of the challenges is that there is so much variation in the technology that's used to implement stoplights uh, from town to town. They chose Las Vegas to do their pilot for the Audi program because Las Vegas has one unified computer controlled uh, centrally managed stoplight system for the entire metro area. Yeah, some of the worst traffic in America. Well, yeah, it's Las Vegas, right? Um, But if you go uh, to Los Angeles, you'll find that there's over a hundred different municipal organizations, cities, and, and the like that are managing stoplight systems. And some of them date from the 50s. They're really old. And you obviously, you're, you're not going to be able to get those to do advanced real-time communication with cars on the road. All right. Well, we've got something to look forward to. Jeff, where can people read about your, uh, your car reportings? Oh, the best place for the technology stuff is at digitaltrends.com. I have a column called Road Rave and cover all of those issues there. Um, for new car reviews, look me up on autobytel.com. Jeff Zershmeen, thank you very much. When we come back, we'll talk to somebody who thinks they're a radio legend. It's coming up. Como News 1000 FM 97.7. Our auto expert with Nick Miles will be right back. Our auto expert continues on Como News. Here's Nick Miles. Um, I teased him a little bit coming into the uh, break there, but uh, he's one of, uh, I would say, my closest friends. And we have uh, we've done shows together. We've uh, done shows apart for many years. Um, Alan Taylor is the guy that you will recognize from doing uh, ABC's uh, Kelly and whoever. Ryan, it's Ryan right? Yeah. Ryan, this, this, this current partner of hers. Hey, I've been on there almost 20 years, so it's like she can have as many partners as she wants as long as she comes back to me. <laughs> as long as you're her baby. I'm not monogamous. <laughs> uh, you are the car guy to the stars. Who were those uh, other two schlubs you had on the show? You know, they are They were like bums sitting there over there eating. <laughs> and you come over here, then you come over to me. What's yeah. going on? Well, he says cheers. Not, Barry they, says cheers. They, I, we saved the best to last. You know what? We're, we're all a, a bunch of fun-loving car enthusiasts. We're running around together. We do talk to the, the manufacturer. And today, the guy said that was one of the uh, engineers, he said, we really need to hear from you guys. 
And, and I'm, my one opinion, by the way, was that the car we were driving, which is this new Nissan Kicks, it needed more tension in the steering. It was a little too light. And he says it's so important. We really appreciate that. And, you know, but what's what's fun for me is to be able to meet up with you guys and Jeff and, and different journalists that we get to be here, you know, together looking at this car all at the same time. And we all compare notes. And it's very important to me. And and I see that you're having these guys on your show. You've been on my show. I think both of them have been on my show as well. Um, we all respect each other, ultimately, as human beings and as journalists. I feel like it should be a musical background building. But they are schlubs, and so are you. <laughs> but I'm a car schlub. Which is, which it's is, part of the car schlub car club. It's absolutely important that that's noted in every interview, that I it, the car schlub at the end of it. <laughs> you have been doing radio and television with cars for many years. You were quite a grease guy, weren't you, back in the day? I've seen pictures of you in your coveralls without a shirt on yeah. with greasy hands. Yeah, 40 years. I posted a picture the other day when I borrowed a, um, a van, a big cube van, to move from Southern California up to Oregon, where both of us live, uh, separately 300 miles apart. But the engine blew up when I got down to California, and I, I looked at that picture, and I went, oh, my God, that's 40 years ago. I'm about to be 58 years old. And... I realized that, you know, this is all I've done in my entire life is play with cars in one way or another. And now talking about them as well as playing with them. Uh, I was just looking at you when I came in here and there's something Thank different you. about you. Yes. There's something different. Um, I'm a grandfather. You, oh, that's what it is. I wish you were more sedate. You know, yeah. You seem calmer now. I am. Now, now, it's kind of fun when you have a grandbaby, right? Because you don't have to worry about it as you much. You know, when I hear that little noise... I go, oops, here you go. That's a perfect recreation. Have you been practicing that? Uh, yeah, you just hand it back to mama. Yeah, no, it's great. Listen, my kids are, are uh, good kids. Uh, I have th- I have 30-year-old. I have a 25-year-old. I have, let's see, how many times did I have sex? I have an 18-year-old. <laughs> anyway, whatever, it was like five, four times. I don't know how many kids I actually have. But it's it, being a grandparent is a whole new experience. And now I care about the safety of that child all that much more it's very personal so you know these new cars as i see they have you know lane departure warning system and automatic braking and all these wonderful safety things i feel very confident that my daughter when she goes out driving a new car that the kids are going to be safe your daughter who is not the uh who your daughter who's not i was looking at the time okay your daughter, who is not the uh, the youngest of your children, was the f- uh, was not the oldest of your children, was the first to have. How are your sons doing? Are they? Yeah, no, I have they, three boys, and my oldest is married. Um, he he, they just haven't had a kid yet. They're thirty. Him and his wife are both thirty. They both work for me. Lovely people, and I think that they probably uh, are seeing this baby going. All right, it's time. It's time. It's time to make so uh, dad a granddad uh, again. One more time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Listen, when you become a grandfather, does it change your perspective of cars? Because, look, yeah, I just, you, you I just said of, that. Were you not listening? What's no, going no, no, on but, here? But I'm talking about, so you're one of, <laughs> and, I, and I'm talking about what you would own, right? Yeah. So let, let's talk about your collection. You're one of 3,000 people in the United States to own a Demon. Yeah, I have a Dodge Demon. I have yeah. a Dodge uh, Viper ACR. Right. I have a Fiat 500 Abarth. Is your grandchild going to get to be in them and then at some point no. drive those? You see, no. See, now you've already lost no, it. Not going to It's kind of like the. You, I don't even like driving anymore these these are violent machines and i all of a sudden i've i've become a much more gentle natured person hanging around you was it <laughs> now i'm clear on that yes let's take a break stay tuned there's more to come with nick miles on como news
It's our auto expert on Como News. Here's more with Nick Miles. Welcome back to the show. My guest, Alan Taylor, a legend, legend or legend, legend in the radio and television world, uh, especially to do with cars. Alan, uh, what's new on the horizon of technology? What makes you go, goodness me, I'm getting old? The hovercraft. (laughs) (laughs) The horse and carriage. No, the flying car. I mean, you know, we're seeing everything these days. Um, I just love the fact that, you know, we are here with Nissan right now together with uh, our, our other colleagues. And um, I love what I saw today in this Nissan Kicks, honestly, when they're showing us all the safety packed in there with emergency braking. The car will hit the brakes for you, for goodness sakes. Yeah. Uh, you're not paying attention. It, you know, for finally, you're not going to crash your car because the car won't let you. On the phone to your that. dad. Whatever. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're 90. I guess I have a 90-year-old dad. <laughs> or, you know, listening to the horror stories of the, the uh, complete blowout of a diaper failure with my daughter. You <laughs> she know? calls you with that stuff? Uh, that she does. <laughs> but, you, you know, I, I listen, I think we're experiencing the best time in the history of the automobile for all considered, whether it be general consumers that just need a, a an appliance to get them from point A to point B, to the ultimate enthusiast, like guys like yourself and myself and, and the other guys you talk to, we, we get to experience this amazing thing. I mean, a Dodge Challenger that gets zero to 60 in 2.3 seconds, that's faster than Ferraris and Porsches and Lamborghinis. Oh my gosh, that is amazing to me. Yep. I love it. That's why you own one. That's exactly why I own one. You know, there, there are some interesting cars coming in the future. Uh, it looks like there is vicious rumors. We know the Bronco's coming back, and I there's a that. mini Bronco coming back. Oh, I love that, uh, too. Or not coming back, but there will be a mini Bronco. Yeah. And, and rumors are leaking out of GM that there is going to be a new Blazer and a new Jimmy. As there been? should be. I, I think it would be great. Don't stop making cars just because... You know, people don't say like stupid them. things and don't <laughs> like, you know, I mean, look, you're even if you buy a car today, what is a car? Is it an SUV? Is it a crossover? If I say, you know, what car do you have? And you say, I'm driving that over there. That could be a truck. It could be a car. It could be an SUV. It could be a station wagon. They're all cars. But when Ford says we're not going to build, you know, except the Mustang cars and one other one and then Chrysler follows suit. No, they're all still cars. It's just they look more like crossover SUV type things because that's what people want. They want to take their junk with them everywhere they go. So (laughs) they need more space. I like to do that. Uh, What are you most excited that you've driven this year? Oh, you know, this year I'm going to have to say it's the Demon and and the fact that it's mine. I've put 3,000 miles on it. Uh, the tires were worn out immediately, probably within the first 1,500 miles. You and drive a lot. I drive a lot. I, I did. I drove it all the way. Uh, I put 2,000 miles on it on one long trip. And then I don't think the car has actually traveled 3,000 miles, just the back tires. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I think Wait, it's probably. That's a really good question. So <laughs> when you do a burnout, does it cla- does it, does it? Of course it does. Other? Of course it does. That's not right. Yeah, yeah. the car technically hasn't traveled. Right. It actually hasn't gone that far, but the odometer and the back tires. And let me tell you what those tires cost. They're expensive. I ordered two new ones, and even at my cost from a dealer friend of mine, almost $800 for two tires for the Demon. Yeah. So they probably, somebody somebody else is probably paying $1,000 a piece. At least, well, no, no. Eight hundred dollars each. I mean, uh, for for a pair. It's yeah, a business. So it's, Dodge this this is show business, road, right? right? It's it's not just show. It's show business. They're right. in the car business. So the car first, and then the business. So you gotta you gotta have a business case to keep moving on. Alan, if people want to find out more about you, how do they do that? They don't. Leave me alone. Don't right. listen to me. Listen right. to Miles. We'll be back soon. Thank you. <laughs> 
Keep your radio tuned to Como News. More Our Auto Expert is on the way. He's Nick Miles, and this is Our Auto Expert on Como News 1000, FM 97.7. All right, drawing to the end of our first hour of this week's show, I wanted to tell you a couple of things that are coming up in the second half of the show. I mentioned this before. I'm going to get to make a big announcement with Michael Bunce, who's a vice president over at Nissan. So uh, that's going to be fairly exciting. If you'd like to follow our auto expert 24-7, you can do so on social media. We have a Facebook page. You can go to that. You can also go to uh, my Twitter account, which is N-I-K-J-M-I-L-E-S, Nick J. Miles. Send me direct messages, by the way, if you have car questions. And Instagram, you can actually follow the hashtag, uh, our auto expert on Instagram. And then, of course, there's the website, which is ourautoexpert.com. You can go there and you can actually listen to previous versions of the show. Uh, We actually have put those all available for you online. So you can uh, log on, go on there, listen to previous versions of the show. You can even download them to your cell phone and listen to them on the way to work. So you can be with us 24-7. So that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and online. And uh, here's a secret about online. Go check out some of the videos that we, uh, we make for TV. Como News. There's more to come with Nick Miles. Stay tuned. Our auto expert will be right back. It's a Northwest Lifestyle Weekend on Como News. Welcome to the Fast Lane. Our auto expert with Nick Miles continues. Welcome to the second hour of the show. Still to come, I'll make a big announcement with Michael Bunce. Michael Bunce is the vice president over at Nissan. And uh, Michael has green-lighted with his team a project which we are super excited about. Uh, you're going to find out about that in the next break. Also, uh, Perry Stern going to join us. He supplies a lot of the articles that you read on MSN uh, Autos. Uh, Perry, a well-seasoned automotive journalist. We got to spend some time driving around Germany together in the new Aston Martin DB11 AMR. I'm pretty excited about that. So that's coming up in the second hour. I want to talk a little bit about a couple of announcements uh, that have recently been made. Uh, Super Cruise, you may be familiar with the Super Cruise system. If you're not, I'll uh, give you a quick explanation here. Super Cruise is the autonomous driving uh, software and hardware that is available in some high-end Cadillacs. So right now, just the C So what does it do? It uses a small camera that sits above the steering wheel and looks at your face. If your face and your eyes are on the road, the vehicle will actually drive autonomously for you on a freeway without intersections. Uh, That means if you're traveling down, for instance, I-5, it will drive for you on I-5. It will do the steering, the acceleration, etc., etc. But your eyes have to be on the road. Clever technology from Cadillac. If you take your eyes off of the road... Uh, the car will disengage that autopilot system and you'll have to to take control of the wheel and the accelerator. And the cool part about it is it has a little light on top of the steering wheel. When the autopilot or the super cruise, as they call it, is engaged, it has a green light. And depending on which situation you go through, that light can go orange, red, and I think flashes red when it's about to disengage. 
and warns you of trouble. So a very cool, uh, I guess, way of doing autonomy. One of the uh, current ways that autonomy is done is weight on the steering wheel. So if you have your hands on the steering wheel, uh, a car will know that you're there, but can also do the driving and steering for you. But you have to be engaged with your hands on the steering wheel. This is the first system I've ever seen and uh, freely available where you it actually decides whether you're looking at the road and paying attention. Now, here's the big news that Cadillac made is that system will trickle down to every Cadillac on the market. So they're going to start to put Super Cruise in all Cadillac. Now, so if you buy a Cadillac, you can actually have Super Cruise in the future. Now, this isn't the first time that Cadillac have had some kind of technology that they've drifted down to the rest of their line, and it's actually gone into other General Motors vehicles, including the uh, Chevrolets. They started off with a vibrating seat. I don't know if you ever sat in a Cadillac or a General Motors uh, car that has this in, but it's kind of cool. So if you start to drift over one of the lines, and, and, it, and the seat vibrates in certain situations. So if you started, for instance, drift over one of the lines when you're driving on the freeway the seat will vibrate the sign the side of the uh of the, the lane that you're sneaking out of so it'll vibrate then you'll go hey um clearly something's wrong on my left side so you can pay attention and bring the car back to the center of the lane uh, this it also for instance vibrates when there's danger you're likely to hit an object uh, where the sort of anti-collision system comes involved uh, then it vibrates the whole seat to let you know uh, there's trouble so that uh, that system then started off in Cadillac, then drifted into the General Motors cars. Super Cruise is going to, and Cadillac have just announced this, is going to start with Cadillac and drift into the other vehicles in the uh, the lineup. The cool thing about Super Cruise is I'm hearing from inside General Motors that it's likely to drift into the rest of the General Motors cars right from Cadillac. That's super exciting. So if you if you haven't experienced Super Cruise, uh, you should go out and do so. Now, on the uh, 20-something of this month, 23rd, I believe, uh, General Motors are going to have a big announcement in Atlanta. They won't tell us what it is, but they're flying a bunch of auto journalists out there for their big announcement. I have been talking to several people uh, inside the industry, and it seems like this could be the return of the Jimmy and probably the Blazer. That's the gossip. No confirmation from General Motors, but that's another thing to look for that they're doing. So uh, quite a lot of stuff going on. When we come back, we're going to get to talk to Michael Bunce, the vice president of Nissan, with a big announcement. You don't want to miss this. Thanks for being a supporter of the show and uh, to give you access to the show 24-7. There's something really easy you can do. You can connect with Our Auto Expert by going to our website, which is ourautoexpert.com. Stay tuned. There's more to come with Nick Miles on Como News. It's our auto expert on Como News. Here's more with Nick Miles. Um, I want to start off with a story for you, and I'm going to tell the beginning and then bring in uh, one of my guests who was integral in making this story happen. So uh, we were looking at disasters, and they seem to happen all the time around the world. And one thing that happens is as soon as disasters happen, car companies go get all these phone calls from journalists and do-gooders that say, hey, we want to help. Can, can we get some trucks? We're going to rescue people. And with all these animals, these horses are stuck in fields in Texas after the hurricane. What can we do? And so 
I started thinking about this and, and I saw a Nissan Titan police vehicle that was done by a Mossy Nissan in San Diego. They had sort of donated this to the police department. That sparked some ideas in me. And I, I came up with this idea and I was sitting at dinner in, in Vegas at, at a Nissan event for CES. And next to me was uh, Michael Bunce, who is uh, in charge of product planning for Nissan in the U.S. And I said, you know, I got this crazy idea, Michael. Uh, here's here's what we want to do. Um, perhaps we could just make these trucks, and then when there's a disaster, uh, we could send them out to humane societies, and they could go rescue animals. And without even taking a breath, he's like, let's make it happen. And so uh, we are about six months out from that event happening, and I want to introduce to you the idea that we have formed this charity called American Animal Rescue Rigs. And with Nissan as our uh, primary partner, we have a Nissan Titan that you will get to see at SEMA for the first time this year, which is going to be built to rescue animals. So if there is disaster, we will ship it down to this disaster area, and then the animals will be rescued by the local Humane Society. And once the disaster is over, the truck will come back and it will be refurbished. My dream is to have 50 of these around the country. And so anytime there's a disaster, there's always a pool of vehicles available. And anybody who wants help and needs rescuing with infrared cameras or winches or whatever, we can do that. So. I'm lucky enough to have the guy that green-lighted the project. Uh, Michael's with me. When I first came up with this idea, why did it take you no time at all to agree to it? Well, Nick, first of all, thank you. And I, and I wanted to, to you know, thank you for the idea, first of all, and offering it up. Um, when, when I heard the idea from you immediately, it was, it's a no-brainer. Um, first of all, I'll correct, I wasn't the guy who green-lighted it. There are many people who green-lighted inside the company, right. in any corporation. But what I would say is I maybe sparked some of the enthusiasm internal, internally. Um, this is a great opportunity for us. You know, we know uh, truckers and, and, and the best brands work at grassroots. And, and this, to me, was a great cause that we, Nissan, can get involved to help local communities, help animals, um, really, and do something and give something back to society. Um, as you said, we're seeing it more and more across the, across the country, across the planet. Uh, and what better way to do it? I share your vision in terms of one day, let's have 50. Um, I, I think really uh, through this through, through this uh, this channel, hopefully we can get the word out there and uh, and, and get it to grow and, and build news around uh, AAR. So. Uh, wonderful opportunity. Thank you for the opportunity, and let's let's continue to build this and make it a success together. And I'll see you at SEMA. Yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the the Titan because this is the first vehicle that we have. So it's a fairly new. As, as truck history goes, yep. Americans uh, do one thing really well. That's build trucks. Uh, and now neat companies like Nissan and Toyota and maybe Mercedes and VW in the future um, are in the truck business. So why is the truck business an opportunity for Nissan? Yeah, you, you know, I think uh, you're, you're dead right. You know, I mean, nobody builds a better full-size truck than the Americans. And, and this country, you guys are, and this country is the, the home of full-size truck. We see, you know, full-size truck is the second or third largest uh, segment in the United States. Uh, and it takes time to build into this segment. You know, in this last year, we've been able to grow our market share. It's starting at humble beginnings from around 1% to about 2.6%. Uh, we'll so you've over doubled it. We've, we've over doubled it in 12 months. And, and I think this is where, you know, it's, uh, it's down to a lot of hard work, both on our engineering side, on the designers and our marketers, um, but also working with our dealerships, um, really to get people to come and look at it. Why would I choose a Japanese full-size truck versus the, the really the wonderful brands that we have in the United States? A lot of that comes down to our dealers getting involved with local communities with examples such as this, I think is a great way to spread the word around the, the Nissan Titan. Uh, the Titan is, is one of two trucks that you have in the market currently in the United States. The Frontier has been in market for a while. 
The Frontier is going back, you know, the hard body pickups. We go back 30, 35 years with Datsun. I think everybody remembers that and longer. All right, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, I want to talk about Nissan's beginnings because surprising that most people won't know this, but Nissan began as a commercial truck maker and uh, they started off making emergency vehicles back in Japan. So we'll talk about that, uh, but I want to talk about uh, the ideas of, of Nissan and being part of the community when we return on our Auto Expert. Keep your radio tuned to Como News. More Our Auto Expert is on the way. He's Nick Miles, and this is Our Auto Expert on Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Back with uh, Michael Bunce. We're here in uh, the special Nissan room that they put aside for us to talk. Um, so I know from my uh, delves into history that Nissan were a, an integral part of building commercial vehicles way back when uh, in the in the 1940s uh, towards the 50s they built fire trucks so it's no surprise really when your commercial arm is doing so well and in fact now you have uh, quite a few commercial vehicles available uh, some of which you make for other companies as well that's how good they are right yeah, you know, it's, it's very interesting. We have a long history in commercial vehicles. And, and here in the U.S., you know, we, we established about 10 years ago a commercial network, um, our business certified network, around 400 dealers. Uh, we do offer two commercial vans in the U.S. that do very, very well, uh, the NV25-3500 series and then the NV200 series. On top of those, those are also, believe it or not, the dealers that sell in the greatest quantity pickup trucks. It makes sense they're in the, on the commercial side of the business. Uh, you know, but as, as a company, uh, you know, with our, 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 our more recent um, you know, uh, partnership uh, in the alliance with Mitsubishi. They also have a long uh, pickup truck history, particularly in southeastern Asia, and a lot of strong assets associated with them. And then you have our partner, of course, uh, Renault in Europe, who are for many, many years number one in the light commercial vehicle business, particularly on the on on, on the commercial vans. Uh, but as we go forward in that scale, and you know, the last calendar year, 2017, nobody sold more vehicles than than the alliance of, of Nissan, Renault, Mitsubishi, Dacia, and, and, our, and our other relate, related brands. What that does is it gives us an economy of scale. It gives an economy of scale to be able to bring technologies um, to consumers at a very affordable and what I call it is democratization of technology. Consumers are seeing cars more and more as a technology device as opposed to a, a car, just, a, just an automotive uh, device. And um, you know, it would be untrue to ourselves to say that we're not a car company. We are a car company, but the expectations of consumers with all other devices and interactions outside of the automotive space are becoming uh, much more demanding. So this year, you know, we're, we saw with ProPilot Assist here in the U.S. doing very, very well. Demand for that technology, which is our highway semi-autonomous technology, is outstripping demand already on the Leaf, on the, uh, on the, on the Nissan Rogue, and soon coming on the all-new Altima this fall. And those technologies, as I mentioned, and democratization of them, bringing them down and making them standard, making them available to everybody, just like we have uh, with the Nissan LEAF. So we're at a very, very exciting and interesting point in time of our industry with electrification, with autonomous, with connectivity. Um, you know, we saw today Apple CarPlay and Autos, the standardization of these technologies is becoming really important. It's becoming more and more, quite honestly, consumers' expectations. Uh, a lot of car companies looking at diesel as perhaps a falling technology and the rising technology, electrification. And uh, we know that in uh, the Ram 1500, there is going to be a mild hybrid in the transmission. Uh, you know, a Nissan uh, investigating that because, especially in Japan, electrification of trucks is not anything new. Well, you know, Nick, you hit the nail on the head. We were, you know, I, and I would always be proud of this, having worked on the program, we were the first, I would say, mass market uh, affordable electric car with the Nissan Leaf. 
and we're building on from there. Uh, you know, we're, 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 we'll be here pretty shortly announcing some expansion with specific models of our electric portfolio here in the US, pure electric. But in Japan, we have a very interesting technology called EPAR. Um, this is a, par a, a serious hybrid technology uh, that gives great uh, fuel economy, but also phenomenal performance, more EV-like driving, without necessarily, for those consumers that don't feel they're just ready yet, just yet to go all the way to, uh, to pure EV. All right, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing some of those new vehicles, hopefully uh, later on this year. And uh, of course, in the next uh, few years, you guys have quite some plans. Uh, we know some of them you've outlaid for us uh, in the future. Thank you again for being part of uh, the Animal Rescue Rigs. We are going to be excited to unveil that vehicle with you at uh, at SEMA coming up uh, this November and uh, you probably should stay tuned to this show because this is where you're going to find out about it first. Como News. There's more to come with Nick Miles. Stay tuned. Our auto expert will be right back. Como News. Time to set it on cruise control. This is our auto expert. Here's Nick Miles. Welcome back to the show. Uh, recently, I spent some time in Germany uh, driving not on the Nürburgring. Yes, they flew me all the way to Germany to the Nürburgring, but I didn't actually get to drive on it. But my hotel room was about eight feet from the Nürburgring, so I could watch other people drive on it and be uh, extremely uh, unhappy about that. Uh, on that event was uh, Perry Stern. Uh, he's with me now. Uh, Perry writes a lot of the content that you see appearing on uh, msn.com and MSN Autos. Um, Perry, we got to go to Germany to drive the new Aston Martin DB11 AMR. First of all, I have to say congratulations on 248 kilometers an hour. That was pretty cool. So that's about a little over 150 miles an hour. And that was the great thing about driving this car in Germany is there are a lot of places where there's no speed limit. So we did do that legally, by the way. Yes. And, and you, know what I, you know what I love about it is when I look at that um, picture that I took of the speed, and you use that picture on your uh, article on MSN Autos, it doesn't say kilometers an hour anywhere. So initially, when you look at it, you have to look for the kilometers an hour. And you're like, whoa. Yes, we were going 250 miles an hour. Uh, I would just say I didn't need to use hair gel that day. It was that fast. Uh, so let's talk about the car. DB11 was uh, is their core car. It's the car that has really saved the company. They never made a profit until this year. And they the DB11 was... 50% of the reason that they're now making a profit. The other 50% was a restructuring of the company. Uh, so the DB11, quite a significant product for them. And they're bringing lots of... It's almost like Dodge with the Challenger. There are endless numbers of this car coming out. Well, they started out actually with the V12. Then they brought the V8 and made a whole bunch of improvements to the V8. And suddenly the V12 wasn't as sought after. The whole idea of the AMR is they took all those improvements and now we have a V12 with the latest improvements, which just makes a fantastic car. Well, you know, when you, you know, when you drive it, how different does it feel the, the AMR version from the regular V12? It's, it's tighter, it's more comfortable. Um, it just handles better. They, they really made enough changes that uh, it's almost like a different car. In fact, this is replacing the V12. The regular V12 is going away now. Then to me, that seems kind of sad. But then uh, on top of that, there, there's going to be an S version of the car, which is going to be even more insane. Exactly. I mean, they told us that the 630 horsepower they're getting out of the V12 now is not the limit. They can actually squeeze more power out of that thing. And that will be in the upcoming DBS. 
Can't uh, wait for that. Yeah, which is, you know, and, and especially maybe they'll actually let us drive that one on the Nürburgring. Where, so we drove, uh, we drove around Germany. We drove on some very good roads, actually, uh, especially good roads. And then we decided to go take some pictures up in a field, and we attracted a little attention, didn't we? Yeah, it was, I believe it was the equivalent of the German park ranger who came over in an old Mitsubishi pickup truck, actually, and wanted to know what we were doing and why we were taking pictures of this car. And then... Presumably in his field. Exactly. And then accused me of taking pictures of him, and I had to prove to him that I didn't because that's when he threatened to call the police. And then he thanked us for his time and left. Yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure. I mean, I would have felt better about getting pulled over for speeding. Exactly. This seemed kind of uh, a waste of talent, you know, to get us pulled over for taking pictures in a field. Uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about the, the car itself again. So uh, aesthetically on the outside, they've made some changes to it, haven't they? They've, they've decked it out a little bit. And there is a special signature launch edition, which they've done. But they, they've made it a little more, um, I would say, aggressive by adding carbon fiber and some fins. Well, they added the carbon fiber. I think I've, I kind of refer to it as a little more sinister. The headlights are darkened out. The taillights are darkened out. Um, it doesn't have any of the bright work of the, you know, the standard, the V8 Aston Martin uh, DB11. And so it just looks, it looks mean, which, I don't know, you kind of like in an AMR. <laughs> Perry, you always try to go one step uh, more. One of the things that I think was most impressive about this car is because they tightened the bushings originally on the V8 version, uh, they, the car, instead of uh, having a, a lot of tail wag, it had more tail dip, didn't it? Exactly. It just gripped better going around the corners. It just felt more planted. Uh, but the nice thing was that, I mean, this is really a GT car. They, they specifically said this is not a track car, even though AMR stands for Aston Martin Racing. Perry, I want to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit more about the AMR. And I also want to find out, um, I'm going to throw something at you, which I was told today by somebody at Nissan. And I want to see if you think they're correct. More Our Auto Expert with Nick Miles is coming up on Como News. Charge your engines, and they're off. Back to our auto expert, Nick Miles. This is Como News. Perry Stern's still our guest. Uh, Perry is one of the guys who writes a lot of the content for uh, MSN Auto's site and also his own, which is called... AutoNXT.net. All right, and you can read uh, Perry's stories there. So who spends $271,000 for a car? Somebody who has lots of cars. It's very unlikely that someone's going to buy this car as their daily driver and not have anything else in the garage. Uh, so it's the fifth, sixth family car? Something like that. I mean, and when you're in this level of purchase, someone isn't deciding whether to buy the Aston Martin versus the McLaren. They're going to buy the Aston Martin and the McLaren. And it's a different world. And what would you own before you own this car? Uh, besides my old Miata? <laughs> You've got to buy five cars before you buy this. Come on, Perry. It's not going to be that hard. You talk about them all day. Well, if we're really going to go down that path, I mean, there's the Jeep Grand Cherokee Trackhawk, which is my latest favorite car with 700 horsepower in a Jeep Grand Cherokee. And no, it's not an Aston Martin. It's not even close to an Aston Martin, but it might blow the doors off an Aston Martin. <laughs> I mean, so what the Aston does, 0 to 60 in 3.7? Uh, Something like that, 3.4? It's around three and a half seconds. The, yeah, it's it's exactly the same, the same as, as the track. Yeah, yeah the, the track org is about the same. And the one thing I love about the track org, despite we could talk about uh, FCA, Fiat Chrysler, automobile cars all day. The one thing I love about the track org is 
the number that they gave, the zero to 60 number, is such a lie. It's the biggest lie you've ever met, and not a lie in the way you might think. They completely overestimated it because on the first try, when I can beat their listed zero to 60, which is, I think, 3.5, and I got 3.4 the first time on the track, I'm like, I'm amazing. I should buy one of these. And that worked, didn't it? <laughs> yes, it did. <laughs> it's reverse psychology marketing. Exactly. You feel faster than what their even test engineers can do. But I was even able to do zero to 60 and 4.2 in the rain in that car. It's so impressive. But I know we're talking, where, where, we're talking we're Aston Martin. I know yeah, we're not no, talking no, Jeep no, we, Grand Cherokee. We could talk about whatever we want. There's no rules. Oh, I love that. Uh, so you would buy a Jeep Grand Cherokee uh, Trackhawk. What else would you buy before you bought the Aston Martin? Oh, uh, that's tough. Um, probably a Mercedes uh, E63 AMG wagon. <laughs> yes, that's, that's on my list too. I mean, there's something about a wagon with all-wheel drive and 600-plus horsepower. 603. Yes, yeah, 603. Thank you. Uh, I recently had that vehicle on a number of Fox TV stations, and the anchors all wanted to go for a drive in it, so I took them for a ride in it, and uh, uh, there is video on Paul Robbins from Fox 40's Facebook page of him screaming in the back of the car, which is one of my greatest delights in the world is when you make a TV anchor scream because they're having so much fun. That's, you know, you want to entertain and scare a little bit probably too. <laughs> well, scaring's no problem for me. It's the entertaining part I have to work hard at. Yeah, uh, all right, so I would also probably have the XF wagon too because I think that's great. The XF sport wagon is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, it's a sport brake, they call sport it. Sport brake, exactly. Yes, because yeah. it's not a sport wagon. I mean, that's the thing in America. No one wants to call anything a station wagon because it's like the kiss of death. Uh, Wood paneling. Mum, right. he touched me. Which eventually these wagons are going to come back in style, I would imagine, uh, with the wood paneling and everything. Perry, it's always uh, very entertaining to talk to you. I enjoy uh, driving with you. Uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to uh, drive together again very soon. Uh, just one more time, where can people read your materials? It's autonxt.net. If you'd like to follow us on Facebook, please do so at OurAutoExpert.com. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, as well as you can follow this show 24-7 at OurAutoExpert.com. Keep listening. Nick Miles, our auto expert, is moments away on Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Como News 1000, FM 97.7. Jump right in and put the pedal to the floor. Our auto expert with Nick Miles continues. All right, that's it for another fabulous week of our auto expert. Andy, thanks for being a guest on the show this week. Thank you for having me and providing me with an extra chair. I feel very loved. Thank you. It's uh, it's a squash in the our auto expert studio, but uh, we with nineteen microphones and twenty people helping, <laughs> it's amazing. And Bob in the back there doesn't get his own. Sorry, Bob. He doesn't get his own microphone. If you want to follow us all, all week long, you can do that at ourautoexpert.com. Uh, Ryan and Chris will be busily editing videos to get them up on the website so you can see them. Jen's producing more fabulous radio shows so you can listen to them in the future. And you can go to Podbean and listen to the show anytime that you want and download it. What? You could listen to Our Auto Expert 24-7 if you go to ourautoexpert.com and download the show. It, it's pretty amazing. My favorite thing to fall asleep to. Well, nobody falls asleep <laughs> yeah. while listening to the show, crazy people. And of course, you can follow us on all social medias where we'll update you with all the latest news, views, and real reviews that we like to do on the show, uh, apart from the fake ones, which we don't have anything to do with. We'll see you next week. Stay connected. Stay informed. 
This is Como News.